Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and this is episode number 20, Closing the Gap. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. I recently came across a book from Hiram W. Smith, The Three Gaps, and I'm going to bring forth some of the things that he talks about in his book. To explain a little bit of what I want to say, I'm going to start with the foreword that was given by Richard Winwood co-founder of the Franklin Covey, he says in George Barnaby Shaw's remarkable book, Man and Superman, the fictional hero, Don Juan, is faced with an interesting choice. He has been sent to hell and has to consider the consequences of his condition. He has been given a choice to return to heaven, but the devil is persuasive and deftly trying to get him to stay. Hell, in this instance, is described as a very nice place to be, sophisticated, pleasant, easy, and not the fire and the brimstone mythology. In the end, Don Juan wisely chooses to return to heaven, a choice scoffed by the devil, who asks why. Our hero simply answered that to be in hell is to drift. To be in heaven is to steer. I choose to start with this little story to explain the difference that some people will always choose the path of least resistance in their life and others will want to challenge their life. The closing the gap in this episode is for the one who choose to challenge their life and wants to achieve more. For those of you, you know that your journey will never end just like I am always on this quest to do more each day, you are also in that space. Through the journey, we will always weather stuff. There's turbulence for everyone. If it's not snowstorm, it may be earthquakes or floods or whatever it is that comes along the way. How you choose to deal with those turbulence will make a difference in your life. In the book from Harem W. Smith, he says, Everyone on the planet has to deal with some pain. Regardless of that fact, misery does not have to be part of it. If you choose misery, you're done. Your mind shuts down and you stop thinking about the things you ought to think about. Things that could build and strengthen your relationships, your body, your mind, and your business. If you choose misery, everybody around you is also miserable. The end result of misery is hopelessness. In the approach of closing the gap in the book, it talks about three different things. It talks about closing the belief gap. It also talks about closing the value gap and closing the time gap. I've discussed several times about the belief and the mindset. Today, what I want to talk about is the value gap. And before I get into what Aram says, 
I want to bring up something. This is my situation where I oftentimes wonder, do I make progress? Because as I keep looking ahead, I'm always on that quest to do one more thing, one more step. And when I do get around to clean my desk and I come across all these post-it, and I can say, ha, huh, this is done, great. And I'm like, wow, I've achieved something. So sometimes looking back at our past, like what did we do last month, it can be a very good indication if you are heading forward in closing the gap or if you are moving away. Because I know that sometimes it feels like you're not moving the needle. The key here is always to zoom in and out of your stuff that you have to do to see today and to focus on the one thing that will make a difference. But also keeping in mind where you want to be in one month from now or where you want to be in one year from now. And always balance these tasks. There's always something happening. Either you have to drop everything because life just things happens. The key is to have enough resilience to come back and say, okay, now that I've addressed those important things, where I'm at now. I want to share with you a story that happened to me a few years ago, which made me realize this piece of wisdom. It's an insight that I want to share with you. This happened while I was attending a mastermind seminar. On one day, it was, it was kind of a fun activity. We were going on kayaking and we were a group of maybe 30 of us. And I was kayaking with my girlfriend, Yana. And Yana is a, she's a model and she's really competitive. It was interesting when we got on the kayak, the first thing we did soon as we knew that where we need to go next, we went straight ahead paddling to, to be the first. We wanted to get on the other side where we needed to be, but we wanted to be the winners. We wanted to win and go as fast as we could. And I was with her in that competitive mode and we were passing those guys and we were just having the fun of our life. On our way back, at one point, I said to Yana, let's stop for a moment and enjoy. Just Let's just enjoy the view and the water. And she says, no, we need to get there first. Otherwise, how will I know I made it? How will I know I win? I said, Yana, look behind Everybody's about 200 feet away from us. Let's just enjoy this moment because once we arrive on the other side, there's nothing to do but get out of the boat. So it's best if we stay here and take it easy. And it was very interesting insight as to enjoying the moment. I was in great company with her. We could joke around. We can laugh. We can spin the boat while we were waiting. I had not taken that moment to stop and suggest that we take it easy, we would have just got out of the boat and miss out on another 15 minutes of having fun on the water. And all that being said, now let me segue back into the book, The Three Gaps from Harem W. Smith. Since I want to talk today about the value gap, the best way to explain what it means by value gap, I need to read some passage of the book. So Haram goes this way. It's not uncommon in this crazy hectic world to get so caught up in the busyness of life that before you know it, time has passed. And when you look back, you might feel as if 
a piece of your life has gone missing. You usually come to this kind of realization when something major happens, such as watching a child leave home, having a heart attack, going through a divorce, having problems with a struggling business, and so on and so forth. When you find yourself in one of these situations, you can become painfully aware of a gap between what you value most and what you are actually doing. The value gap is the gap between doing any old thing and doing the things that matter most. Remember, whenever there is a gap between what you value and what you are doing, you are in pain. For example, if you value being physically fit and you weigh 300 pounds, there is a gap between what you value and what you are actually doing and you are in pain. To help identify your governing values, Hiram uses the I-beam experience. And usually when he does it in an audience, he uses someone who has a child under the age of two. To ease of this example, I'm going to refer to a person named George, who has a two-year-old named Madison. The exercise goes this way. I have lying out here in front of you of the building an I-beam that is 300 feet long. This is an unusually long I-beam. In case you don't know what an I-beam is, it's a piece of structural steel used in framing large buildings, such as skyscrapers. So he goes and tells George, I am going to put you at one end of the I-beam and I will be on the other end. I now take a $100 bill out of my pocket and say, George, if you will come across this I-beam without stepping off either side and get here in two minutes, I'll give you $100. Would you come? George hesitates a minute. He says, it's on the ground, right? Yes, it's on the ground. So yes, I will come. Haram then changes the scenario and suggested to put the I-beam across the north rim of the Grand Canyon. We're going to bolt the I-beam to each wall of the canyon and it's perfectly safe. However, it's raining and there's also some wind, about 40 miles per hour. George, you are on one side of the I-beam and I'm on the other. I shout to you, I have $100. Would you come now? George says no. Okay, I have $10,000. And George still say no. So Aram says, I have a million dollar. George thinks about it for a moment and still choose to say no. Now Haram changes the scenario again and he says, Now imagine for a moment that I'm holding medicine down the cliff and I'm telling you if you're not coming, I let her go. Will you come? And to that, George responds automatically, Yes, I would. So in this example, we've discovered that George's governing value is that he loves his child. Safety has value, money has value, but a much higher value is the love of the child. George will probably risk the I-beam to save his daughter. This exercise is only an illustration. The bigger question is, what would you cross the I-beam for? What is the thing that you will do at all costs? What will you be willing to value that you would risk, maybe even dedicate your life to that value? Because 
it matters to you. Dedication is a whole lot tougher than risking because it takes time. After you have identified and written down your governing value, your highest priorities, write a clarification statement for each value, describing exactly what it means to you. By doing this exercise, it will help you figure out where you're at in your life and what is the gap you need to close to find inner peace. And this thing that you're going to decide what it is, is the thing that you will work on. It's your big why as to what you're doing this for. In my case, I realized something. I say, I'm willing to cross the I-beam to bring Avesance to a world-class skincare brand. I want it to be known worldwide. I want to create an IPO with this. I'm seeing big. I want it to be a brand that people recognize. But I was wondering, why do I work so hard on this brand? What, what, what's behind it? And it's not the skincare per se. The skincare is the product. But why am I working so hard to create this? And I got this insight when I met with a gentleman a few weeks ago. His name is John. And uh, we were looking into maybe doing some kind of working together uh, as him to help me with some of some issues with my business. And we were having a friendly conversation at first. And then next thing he asked a bit more about who I am and what I do. And so we did just did the small chit chat. And then at one point, John started asking me about if I watched this on TV or did that or did I go see this movie? And I'm like, no. And he says, I'll come. I said, I'm focusing on the business. I'm not doing all these distractions right now. I'm totally focused. So he said, when is the last time you went out for a date? I said, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago. Right now, I'm all about business. So he's kind of felt sorry for me and then he, I could feel like in some ways he wanted to protect me, but another side of him, I felt that he wanted to possess me, that he wanted, well, I could tell that he had some kind of interest more than just business with me. The thing is, I could feel a dominance of some kind, like I'm coming to save you, but then you're mine. It was not said, but it was felt. And I did not like that feeling. And I realized the more I talk to this gentleman, the less I want to be involved with that man. And that's when I realized why I'm working so hard with this skincare and why I'm willing to cross the I-beam, which is across the Grand Canyon at the moment. And it's for financial freedom. I've gained emotional freedom last year. However, I'm not there yet for financial freedom. I'm on my journey to it. Not there yet. But I could see why I'm working so hard. Financial freedom for me is not just about having more money to buy more things. It's to know that my family will be taken care of. It's to know that I can help my mom with whatever she chooses to do. You see, the only way we can really help someone else is to help ourselves first. If we have enough in us, and if I have enough in myself, 
It's easy for me to give from my overflow. But if I don't have any, whatever the any is, and I thought to myself, I'm not going out and I'm not doing anything else. I stay focused and I'm not feeling sorry for staying focused because when we want to achieve something in life, that's what it needs. Look at all the artists out there who are doing, you know, they are on shows and they're going around the world and it looks great, but they're constantly practicing their craft, their dance move, the song, the lyric. They don't have the time to just go and chit-chat at the nearest bar talking about the weather. They are focused. It's the price they choose to pay to get their bigger dream. And it's the price I'm willing to pay. And I remember a while back I heard Greg Reads when in, in one of his talk, he said, he had a good point. He, he said, watch the case of one size. And I'm like, what, what does he mean by that? And what he means is the case of once I get this, I will enjoy that. Once I, and I was like, well, in some ways I am doing that. Obviously I'm not perfect. So I am waiting. Okay, once I'm going to get financial freedom, I'll be relaxed. I'll be able to feel more comfortable in saying, okay, I can go outside or take it easy. But right now, what am I willing to do today to move the needle? What I'm willing to do knowing that this will take time and what price I'm willing to pay? The thing here is not so much to feel bad about, okay, I have this case of once I, once I will do this, I will get that. It's just to understand, okay, I'm noticing it and I can do something about it if I choose to. So I choose not to live in misery. I choose to say, huh, I see this pattern. But when this gentleman, this Mr. John, tried to wiggle his way into getting me to be his in the disguise that he would protect me and help me out with certain things with the business, but I could feel it was going to come with a condition, a condition I was not willing to pay. At the time, I felt vulnerable that this was my situation. But what, when I stepped back a little later and realized what really took place is that my emotion was just telling me, my, my body was telling me something is wrong, something is out of alignment. Like I said earlier, we're always going to have turbulence in our life, that we're always going to have to deal with unforeseen situations that are maybe not necessarily pleasant. But they helped me grow, so I, now I know better. I know how to discern better. But the thing is, it only took me 20 minutes to realize this gentleman was wasting my time. I took the time to share with you this little incident because things aren't always the way we wish it to be. But overall, I am so proud of myself for standing my ground. And in this topic of closing the gap, I could have taken this situation in many different ways. I could have lost my focus and get more distracted. But in the end, I stood firmly to what I stand for which is my freedom. And the last thing I am going to settle for is for the first one that will come and make me believe that I can be saved when it's actually not the case. There's only one person who can save me, and it's myself. And this is part of the journey, understanding that we're all responsible for our own actions. I am responsible for my journey, and the outcome is how I decided 
that it will be. But in order for me to be able to be clear, I've got to know what are my values, what I stand for, what I believe that is my truth, and stick my ground. That is something that no one can take away from me, is my firm belief that I can be successful without having a charlatan that comes and pretend that wants best interest when in the actual wants to take advantage of me. But it doesn't make me scared. It doesn't make me like, oh my God, I'm not going to go out again. I'm not going to meet other people. That's not the point here. The point is to learn from it and to learn to let it go because that's not where my time needs to be spent. I need to stay focused on the good thing, on the good people, the ones that are really genuinely willing to help me, which I have to say there are more of those than this gentleman that I came across. In conclusion to this episode about closing the gap, now it's your turn to determine what are your values, what you stand for, what will you be doing that will lead you to your greatness, what will you do to stay on track, to stay in course, what are your foundation so that you know that you can stay focused and achieve your happiness. Your journey is all about happiness. That's all what we're looking for, the freedom of being happy. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at this email address, ask at nadiafleury.com.